This podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Advice should be sought about your specific matter. No attorney-client relationship is formed between any client and attorney Don Dennis until there is a signed engagement agreement and payment of an initial deposit. No client-consultant agreement has been formed between any client and Inverted Chaos Incorporated until there is a signed agreement and payment of an initial deposit. Hello and welcome to the Inverted Chaos Podcast. My name is Luis Hurtado. We have a great podcast for you today. My guest today is Don Dennis, and we're going to be talking about if it's possible to protect your website designs. You spend all this time coming up with your website, but can you legally protect it? I'm your host, a multidisciplinary graphic designer and animator living in Los Angeles, specializing in creating user interfaces for mobile, web, and motion graphics for television and advertising. Previously, I had been a visual design lead at several of the top agencies, television networks, and game studios, including NBC Universal, Hulu, and True TV. Don Dennis is a Los Angeles-based attorney that specializes in internet law and intellectual property. He assists clients of all sizes from startup companies to established corporations. Attorney Dennis is also a professor of law and enjoys explaining the law in plain English. Attorney Dennis obtained his Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering from Northwestern University and his Juris Doctor of Law from UCLA. So uh, this topic has come up in the past uh, with me specifically, but um, I'm sure it's something that a lot of people have mulled over, whether you can, you know, we, you can create a copyright for your actual website or if that's something that's open source and out on the internet and you know keep keeping with the way the internet is it's like if you put it out there if it's not actual content if it's just a website are you able to create a copyright for that um don uh pleasure to have you on the show thank um, you it's a pleasure to be here thanks uh so just to get this started, uh, if the content on my website is already under copyright, doesn't that mean that the website is un also under copyright law? Well, when you say the content is already under copyright, what exactly do you mean by that? Uh, meaning the, uh, the, the text, the photos, the videos. If you, were, if you were to copyright those specific forms of content, uh, okay. if that were on a website, would, that, would the website also encompass that as well? No, not necessarily. And just a little disclaimer before we get started. I am an attorney. However, all the information I'm providing today is general information. And if you have any specific legal issues, you know, you have to contact an attorney and form an attorney-client relationship with that attorney so that you can have one. Our information is just for, of a general nature. It should not be construed as specific advice for your situation. Now, with respect to what you asked me concerning being able to protect and is the information already protected, the content that you have on there, it really depends. For example, first and foremost, did you in fact create that information that you put on the website? Did you take those pictures? Did you pay someone to provide you those pictures? Did the music that you uploaded to your website, or were you the creator of the music? Do you own the rights to the lyrics and also the sound? 
and did you produce it? And then with respect to photos, you know, did you own, did you take those photos? And also with respect to the type written content, is that your original creation? And so that's what, you know, the Copyright Office looks at, who is the original creator? And if you're not the original creator, do you in fact own the rights to the copyright for it? Right, so uh, I, <clears throat> there's this term called copyrightable authorship. Uh, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that's what the Copyright Office looks at when they're making a decision as to whether or not you can be afforded or given a copyright, which is basically saying that you own the original creation. And what they're looking for is that you have, and I want to be specific, I don't want to mislead anyone according to their office. Mm -hmm. They're looking to see if what you're claiming you have the copyright in is your original expression and it has a minimum degree of creativity. So what do I mean by that? Meaning that anyone can sing the song uh, Jingle Bells or anyone can sing the song Santa's Coming to Town. However, if you add something new to that, if you do it, for example, let's say it never had been done in a rap version and you do it in a rap version, you change up the lyrics, you change up the beats a little bit, then you've added more to it. You've transformed the song and that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you've made more out of it, you're not just copying it and singing it the same way, you may be able to get copyright authorship in it and secure a copyright for your version of how you expressed the song. Right. So um, is there a catch-all copyright for the entire basis of my site? Or would I have to individually copyright each blog post, for example, if I were creating a blog? Well, their copyright office does allow the copyright of a collective work or a compilation. So, for example, the selection, the coordination, and the... Um, arrangement of the content on your website is original, then you can seek to copyright that layout. However, just putting out a website in general, you can't get a copyright for. So you have to be careful with that. But if all of the content on there, and let's be specific about content, if you own all the photos outright, mm -hmm. then yes, you can secure a copyright for that. If you own all of the music that's on there, you can secure a copyright for that. And if you own all of the written wording, you can secure a copyright for that. So, for example, specifically, you would secure a copyright for the text if it was a blog as a literary work. You would mm -hmm. secure a copyright for the music as a performing arts work. And then you would secure a copyright for the photos as a visual work. However, as we know, copyrights, I mean, websites change mm -hmm. because people are always updating them. So that would be the copyright you had at that point in time. Once it changes, you would have to revisit and redo the process all over again. So sometimes it can kind of be a futile exercise to go through all of this. Right. However, if you're talking about protecting it, another idea that you could consider is maybe protecting your website domain name. Mm. Because protecting that domain name, then you kind of, because your domain name is what you're using to brand yourself anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you think Google, that's what people think of, oh, Google, type in G-O-O-G-L-E. And Google wouldn't want a bunch of knockoffs or other people trying to use that name. So you could look into 
if you're having, if you're selling a business, I mean, selling a good or you're providing a service, just trademarking that domain name. And then mm -hmm. that would give you protection for that name itself would give you protection as a trademark for the website, for hashtags, for Instagram, for Twitter, things of that nature. So if anyone tried to use it, they'd be blocked. So if you were to trademark, let's say you're starting a company or a brand <clears throat> and uh, you start a corporation and you, you try to trademark the, the, the mark of that corporation, would that also include the domain name or is that a, a completely separate copyright? No, no, no. Now we're talking about something different. We're not on copyright, but that trademark would protect it in however you use it. Mm. So whether you used it just by trade, for example, if we're talking about Google, mm -hmm. trademarking the name Google would protect it, whether you use it for the domain name, whether you use mm -hmm. it for your username or what have you, it would preclude others, mm -hmm. meaning it was going to prevent others. And if they do use it, you could sue them for infringement. Mm -hmm. Cool. So <clears throat> this is the, the, the initial topic that we we're talking about at the top of the show. Uh, what Can you copyright the visual design of a website? Well, it gets a little complicated because you have to be sure that you own all of the content and you cannot copyright, you know, the specific elements. I'm sorry, you cannot cover or we talked about you can't protect the general layout mm -hmm. or the format of Web pages. So you have a home page, you have a contact page, you have a services, you offer a product space. You can't co copyright that layout, but the compilation of how you lay it all out, provided mm -hmm. that you own everything, you may be able to seek protection for that. So <clears throat> once you change any word on it, you have to get a whole nother copyright. I see. So um, you can't copyright like uh, colors and branding. You know how, um, what's a good example? <clears throat> uh, Verizon has the, the red, you know, the red and black um like you, you boost mobile has got that orange you know um that those are those are like branding techniques uh what is that something that you could can you copyright that on a website you would want to trademark that i see and then once you trademark that because when you trademark something you're protecting your idea in terms of your logo and you're referring i believe to a logo mm -hmm, correct so you would and so that would be a design mark because that's the design mm -hmm. that Verizon under the circumstance situation that you gave once mm -hmm. affiliated with them. So you would get a design mark, trademark, and then that would protect it being used in whatever media they want to use it in. So mm -hmm. if someone snatches it and places it on their Instagram page and says, Hey, look, even Verizon loves me, Verizon can, you know, go against that person or sue them for infringing mm -hmm. on their brand. So if you were using like an off the shelf uh WordPress theme and you you altered it to create like a choose your own adventure kind of website where it's like the text is a original uh what is it what do they call it original um piece of work is that you know you started off with something that's off the shelf that everybody has but then you use mm -hmm. it in a <clears throat> very specific sense you know where, where does it where does where is the line drawn there so the to be honest with you, copyright law is very tricky. And in fact, the Supreme Court in one of their decisions said that this is one of the most complicated areas of law. So what they do is when a court is in the own, first of all, let's back up. When you're talking about whether or not you did something that was fair, well, let's back up even further. 
say you have an idea and you want to get it copyrighted. All you have to do is fill out the application, pay $35, $40, something like that, and Mm -hmm. mail it to the copyright office. They're not going to do an exhaustive check to see if you're infringing on someone else's idea. They're just going to end up registering it. The issue comes up if someone feels you've infringed and they commence a lawsuit or they send you a letter from an attorney telling you to stop using this. So in order, so what we're talking about is analyzing situations so you don't find yourself in a situation where someone has accused you of infringing. So we're trying to prevent all of that. So the way a court examines the matter is called the fair use test mm. in which they examine to distill it. The bottom line is, have you transformed the work? Are you copying and using it exactly the way it was presented to you? Or have you transformed it made significant changes where it's not identical? It doesn't have to, it, I'm sorry, where it's not similar. It doesn't have to be identical. They're looking to see, you know, just, I mean, if it's identical, that's an easy, Hey, you used our stuff. Mm-hmm. You didn't own it. But how significant of changes did you make to it? And so with respect to that WordPress website, one of the things you want to look at is in the agreement, for example, you want to consider, are they, are they saying, hey, you're using this and you have the right to obtain intellectual property ownership rights in the content? Or are they saying you can use it at your disposal, but re-retain the rights of ownership? Right. So if they retain it, it would be futile for you to do it or you're looking at a potential problem. Mm-hmm. Whereas they say, hey, you know, it's yours, you own it, then, you know, you would have, it would seem that, you know, you might want to begin looking into how far you can go with it. But you have to be careful and you have to pay attention to that kind of stuff because you don't want to waste time and effort trying to register and protect something that you're not going to win in the end. Right. So uh, just let's back up. And this is kind of a very basic question for me as well. Um, In terms of copyright law, just because you copyright something, like you also have to enforce your own copyright, correct? Like you have to go around and and see if someone has infringed upon. The government isn't going to go around and and find these people for you, right? That's correct. You are responsible for policing your trademarks, policing Mm -hmm. your copyright policing your patents, any of your ideas, you're responsible for it. And, and like you said, you can't call the police if someone steals your ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, the police are not going to show up. Police <laughs> report and say, hey, you know, okay, we're going to go arrest this person. It doesn't work like that. And then second of all, even if someone is infringing on your ideas, it may take you two years to get into court. Mm-hmm. So unless you're filing some type of emergency injunctions to stop them immediately from doing certain things or you're contacting the the international trade commission and stopping the import of items at the port at the you know port or train station or or the uh, the shipyards or things of that nature or the airport so you know in the meantime what are you doing if someone's stealing your idea you have to that's why you want to police it you know in advance and put certain precautions in place mm-hmm. but no you yeah you have to police it yourself and then also you have to think about if someone is infringing, is it worth it for you to go after the person? Because you could spend easily, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in court and then, you know, to sue someone for infringing. And according to the law, they owe you a million dollars. But if they're working out of their garage, you know, and don't have any money, then what? Right. You, you're right. But, you know, you just got a moral victory and right. a paper judgment. That's a good point. 
<clears throat> so uh, this is fairly typical for people who, uh, who well, what if I hire a programmer as an independent contractor to create this, the website for me? Uh, who would be the author then? Well, it all depends on what type of contract you have. For example, you know, as the Copyright Office says, was it a work for hire? Meaning that you have an agreement with the independent contractor that says whatever you create, it's a work that I paid you to create and I hired you to do this and therefore I own it. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it leaves to question who owns it. And the copyright and the, the creator, the independent contractor can register a copyright and say, I own it. And I just gave you a license to use it. Just like when you rent a car, you have the right to get on the freeway and drive from L.A. to Vegas. But at the end of the day, you still have to return that car. You just had a, a permission to use it temporarily, mm -hmm. but you don't own it. You can't you can't you know, you can't go tint the windows and you can't, uh, you know, change the rims on the car, or put music in it. It's only certain things you can do with it. Right. So it's all down to the agreement. So it's the same way, the same way a rental car company will have you sign pages and pages with all that fine print of an agreement to rent a car for the weekend that's only $34 or $50 a, month, a day. You know, your ideas are worth a lot more. So if they're that careful about a rental car, you have to really consider what kind of agreement are you giving people or are you making with people concerning your ideas. Right. So that's a, that's a very good point. Like it's, Everyone out there who is just kind of like a flying by night or just hiring some guy off Craigslist or Fiverr or something like that, you really want to make sure that you, you work with a lawyer on creating these agreements that are going to cover you uh, for what you want to create out there. You can't just be like hiring people and expecting to, that you're going to own everything. Um, because if, if there is no agreement in place, they, they, are, they created the website, so they are still the, the owners of that authorship, correct? Well, it's not that simple, but again, the only way that that would get sorted out to find out who, in fact, would be deemed the true legal owner would be to go before a judge. Mm -hmm. And you're I not going to get before a judge unless you're paying a lot of court fees and costs and, and then waiting and delay and all that time. So instead of spending time focusing on content creation and having just peace of mind, you're inundated with paperwork and just sitting down watching the clock. So it's like watching grass grow. Sitting in the rainbow, waiting on, I mean, sitting in the rain, waiting on the rainbow, hoping things get better. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you just want to make sure you, you cover yourself early on and, and just nipped all this stuff in the butt before, yeah. before creating this whole hassle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. So uh, what, if I'm, what if the website that I'm attempting to copyright has a large amount of user-generated content? Again, so user-generated content is just that. A user, meaning like a viewer or a browser or some person somewhere from here all over the world, you visited your website and maybe they inserted comments, they uploaded pictures, they uploaded music or what have you. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about can we get protection over our website because it includes elements, music, video, photos that we didn't text, that we didn't create. And again, going back to your original question, when we talked about what can be protected, we were talking about original expression. Well, clearly, this is not your original expression because a user generated the content. So in order to be able to begin the process of trying to secure copyright protection for a website that includes someone else's content or information, 
it goes back to what your terms of service agreement is. Mm. Terms of service is something, or terms of use, is basically that little link on the bottom of a website that most people ignore. But it's, in other words, in the most simplest words, it's a contract. And it's the contractor agreement that you make between you and the people that go to your website determining who owns what, how you govern things, and how transactions will be handled on your website. So as the Copyright Office had stated, you know, it would be important to delineate in very clear terms what content that is uploaded or placed onto your website you own and what content that is uploaded or placed on your website by a user they retain rights to. Mm -hmm. If you retain rights to them, then you are the owner and therefore you possibly can move towards getting that copyrighted. But if it's unclear or if it's vague, that places you in, you know, a nebulous area where you're taking risk that could cost you money. Uh, cool. So just to wrap this up, uh, I have just a couple more questions and mm -hmm. uh, we'll send you along your way. Um, this placing a piece of work online uh, signified that it has been published by the Copyright Office? Not necessarily. The Copyright Office, in order to be published, an item, and they have specific definitions for what they deem published because a copyright issue, a copyright work has to be published in order for it to, you know, be afforded protection. Mm -hmm. So just posting it without, first of all, you have to have authority. So if you're the original creator of it, you have to, that's the first and foremost check mark that we have to check off. Now, when you post it, is there something that says you can, anybody that sees it can download it and it's authorized? If so, that means it's been published. Hmm. Is it available? You have a subscript or a text that says it's available in electronic or a physical format for other people, uh, which is tangible, something real, like a DVD, a CD, hmm. then that means it's published. If you publish, if you put something online, like uh, you go to the Los Angeles Times website and you can get a copy of those same articles in the newspaper and they can be downloaded or printed, that means they've been published. So that's what we're talking about with the published. But if you have something up there and it says you can't download it, that's prohibited, or you can't make copies of this without permission, you know, that does not constitute an item being published. So something has to be, that's what we were talking about when we're saying published. Right. So um, the if you were to stream something live uh, through YouTube or Twitch um, or even Facebook Live, that since there is no way you can download that piece of content afterwards, that would that would not be considered published, correct? That's correct. It would not be considered published because the user or the viewer doesn't retain a copy mm -hmm. of the work when the streaming ends. Right. Great. Uh, thanks, Don. This is super informative. Uh, I think everybody out there is going to, uh, they've been enlightened um, through this very complex uh, form of law, really, um, one of them. Um, so I really thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, if anyone has any further questions, feel free to visit my website at dondennislaw.com. Yeah, so uh, please uh, contact him um, at dondennislaw.com. 
uh, I'll have the link in the description and uh, along with his uh, uh, social accounts so that you're able to contact him directly. Uh, thanks, Don. Thank you.